Today's Braze Bits is sponsored by Guy Fieri's Tooth Fieri's. Are you losing your teeth due to neglect, meth, or old age? Miss the childlike wonder of the tooth fairy? Then you'll love Guy Fieri's Tooth Fieri's, the first and only product specifically designed for adults who have lost their teeth to earn 50 cents from a mythical creature that is actually your parent or legal guardian. Lose your teeth, but not your innocence. Guy Fieri's Tooth Fieri's, order now with promo code Jesse's Toothsome Pasta to receive your first order at a 200% price increase. We got some breeze bits. We got some breeze bits. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for breeze bits. Mmm, bits. Toothsome, delicious diners, drive ins, and dentists. Guy Fieri's Tooth Fieri's. Love it. Welcome to the pod. Great sponsor. Every time we have a sponsor, we start, which is every episode, we start by saying they're a great sponsor. I don't, Guy Fieri's Tooth Fieri's is obviously a great one. What, what about the ones that aren't? They're all great. If they support the pod. If they're paying the bills, I'm going to love them no matter what. You're, you're going you're gonna to slander a, a sponsor? I'm just saying we start the same way every time. People might get. People might be tired of it. I think people are just getting revved up about it. I think people love it. People, people need it. Lance, I think people got to have it. It's not Cold Stone. That's that's a flavor option. Got to have it. Cool me off. Give him a tip and sing me a song, Lance. Welcome to Braze Bits, episode eighty-four. We're really, really fully dipped in like a pretzel rod. Episode 84, 1984. You're totalitarian today. I'll take it. Nineteen eighty-four. Also, J. Cole was born that year. He has a song named 1984. I think LeBron was born in 1984 or 85. I think 84. Space Jam 2 is coming out soon. You're going to see it? No. You're not going to pump up the jam? I saw Space Jam 1. It was my favorite movie at the time. And I, I saw it. I could move on. I am actually not the target audience for Guy Fieri's Two Fieri's, but those customers might also like Space Jam 2. This is true. This is definitely true. I'll, I think I'll probably see it. I'm a big fan of uh, Daffy Duck. Newman's not in it, is is he? I don't Who knows? He, he could have a, a little cameo. The app. LeBron's got a nice hairline for it. Yeah, he's got like, yeah, I mean, he got hair plugs for sure. He gets hair plugs during the offseason. And then I guess just during the games, they can't really plug in. They get un, he, the battery. Get unplugged. It's yeah. acoustic. Now we're cooking hot. We're really grooving. Lance, we're virtual this week. I'm wearing my chef's whites. I haven't worn my whites since the 70s. It feels good. We're virtual this week. I just got my hat on. It's the summer. Summer chef for me. We're virtual. It's, it's bond me. I said we couldn't do the location that we film at due to undisclosed reasons. And you'll have to subscribe to the Patreon to hear them. How Ooh, about that? That's a great little tease. <laughs> subscribe to the Patreon. Really reveal upon the dirty deets of what goes down in the pot kitchen. We do two off menus every month. We do a bonus. I reveal my politics. Lance reveals all the, the hot gossip that you really want to know about the, the Braze Bits kitchen. I, I don't really, but in this case, I will reveal some medium gossip. That would be scandalous. I would love that. You got any uh, meal prep that you can disclose? Oh, wow. The only meal prep I have, Kate uh, told me today that last episode, episode 83, was the best episode we've done. The I best concur. episode of Braze Bits. I'm a Met 
occur concur with Kate. I think it was an all-time epi. I got I got revved up. I think the the pasta top nine really needled me, but it, and the the Seidel, I don't know how to even describe it. The Seidel invasion of my privacy. You know, it, personally, it didn't do well for me, but for the pot for the content, it did well. It did well. She also said it was three great things. Number one, the top nine. Number two, your Seidel getting. Seidel said he he uh, he read space in your head, oh. and. <laughs> She said the at least, thing he, at least he's renting space. He's paying good money for it. No, I think he said he rents. He lives free. Oh, maybe no. rent free. Damn it! That that is the that's the line. If he lives free, me, that's not uh, good. If he's renting space, that. I'll let you know. I got a high price for my. You're a landlord. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of people in my head are living rent-free. living rent free. He said oh. living rent free in Jesse's mind. Damn it! I don't want that. It's not Stop paying rent. You got to pay rent. The police. I'm going to evict him. So you're the only one who could evict him. Evictor Although if there's a there's an eviction moratorium right now, so he actually gets to stay. It's it's tough. Landlords have it tough. I got to evict or cruise him. I'll do the salsa dance on him. She also said that those two things in in and of themselves, good phrase. People sure. say it sometimes. Were great, and Russell, the our golf partner, was would have made an episode individually had it yeah. not been for those other two things. Absolutely. Great, great call. We could have done a whole episode <laughs> just about Russell. We, I was talking to Phil Jackson about it also. He, he, was, uh, he was fascinated by Russell, found it very funny, him calling me a scumbag, a classic queen scumbag. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad, the podfather, also gave me some meal prep. I called him. He was in, he was in the car, and he was actually listening to the pod while I called him or as I called him. And he said, I threw a fit. He said, I, I basically threw a, a tantrum because it's Seidel and didn't understand why I can't handle, uh, you know, this, this creepo coming to my show. He's like, you know, real, like real comedians, they, 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 they people come to their shows and they, they don't know about it. You know what? Hands up. I'm getting, I'm, I'm used to it. The brazer bass come from my neck, but it's good for the bod. It's good for the gander. It's good for the, for the goose. QAB. Seidel, after he moves out of your head, is going to offer you a like a Netflix special. <laughs> I'll sign up. Yeah. You got to watch out for that contract, though. I'll, I'll, I'll get Kate to look over the uh, the details. All right. Look over the dotted lines. It's, it's been tough to top last week. We were in person. We had insane coming off. Jesus Christ, hands up. It's a motorcycle. Those weren't gunshots. That sounded. Could you hear that? I think. Yeah, I think someone was just knocking on the door. No, it sounded. No, it's a motorcycle. Like the engine was popping. Oh yeah, I always love that. Dropping. When uh, cars do that, I'm like, really? It's, it's it's a lot of those. They call them the fart cars in Astoria. There's a big hole on the Astoria Reddit. There's a whole thread in uproar about it because late at night, there's like a a parking lot where all these fart cars go to to fart their their engines just to kind of who could fart louder. Fart your engines. <laughs> Ready, set, <laughs> fart. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, it's going to be top, tough to top last week's episode. We were in person. We, had in, we were coming off the Braze Friendly. We had the Seidel episode. You know what? I'm always good, up for a challenge. I will say this. Say it. I will say this, that 
I did not take you to be an Astoria Reddit thread guy. Oh my god, I'm a diehard Astoria Reddit thread guy. It's one of my daily uh, check-ins. What's your thread count? <laughs> I got a, a high thread count. I got a high Astoria thread count. It's a good thread. It's a good community. It's a good way to see. All, it's it's a wide range of topics from people wanting to meet up, which I had never done, from people recommending restaurants to outing uh, owners of stores that are doing bad practices, heads up at the subway. It's, it's, it's really useful. Check out your, uh, your local Reddit for your name. I didn't even know it was a possibility, but now I guess I'll have to. I think most I'm not a Reddit guy. I only, I only posted one Reddit in my life, and it was actually to try to promote, promote Braze Bits. And then they were like, are you promoting something? Yeah, you can't you're, promote. You're banned. And then I said, well, what's the point of this? And that was it. I think you would like it though, because you can't promote. So everything is like organic and you have, it's, it's kind of to benefit everybody else. No pesticides. Bingo. Just for I was thinking, is this a bit how your language kind of, there's a good bit, right? <laughs> oh, Lance, you still got it. You still got the goods. So there's no word for pesticides in, in French. It's just, uh, I think it's... Uh, Poop. Les produits chimiques. Or, uh, you know, just chemical products. My chemical romance. My chemical romance. And in English, it's pesticides. So pesticides are like, we're killing the pests. But in French, you just have a bucket of chemicals. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think you got to work on that. I one. think it's really good. <laughs> I think you didn't give it a chance. Maybe it was a setup that got me. I'm just no, there, I mean, just the idea that in French, it's just chemicals. It's really funny. Yeah, I guess I... How uh, funny is that? Yeah. No, no there's, it's, it's terrible. There's definitely something. It's, there's nothing. It could be something. Is that a joke? Should we, th- we just do a throwback to the is that a joke segment? Pod's canceled. Uh, you got any highlights? Wow. Now you're trying to groove it. <laughs> now you're trying to move and groove. I missed the is that a joke segment. Phil Jackson actually. You can't. You canceled it, it yourself. I, you were like, let's do QAB because it's the same thing. And I said, oh, yeah, sure. Fine. I think I wanted to like combine them. But at a certain point, we just started doing all QABs. But you know what? Throw it in. Is that a joke out there once in a while? Why, why not? But now we have actual shows that we can actually try jokes out. But speaking of jokes, my highlight, I got a, a couple layers. I got a, basically a lasagna of, of highlights here. It's, it's one of my top nine favorite pasta dishes. If you listen to episode 83, lasagna is up there. Call me Garfield. That's a spoiler. You know, a lot of Brazerbacks are like, no spoilers, no spoilers. I know. And then you ruined it. Pod's canceled. Pod's canceled. It's over. Where do I, where do I even begin, Lance? I did a, uh, a bullet spot. Last night, Anoche at New York Comedy Club. Nice. It was, it was my first time back at New York Comedy Club. I was on a produced show. It was a, uh, a tough crowd with Colin Quinn. It was about 30 people there, all families, all like groups of parents with their adult children or like a dad and a son and a cousin and a, a stepwife and a, a sister wife. And the host, don't want to call her out, it was... Joan Rivers, just kidding. It was the host bombed. Like it was a, it was a rough, 
the host like got off by being like, which I've done also when I haven't had a good host except but being like, don't worry, the rest of the comics are gonna do great. This is just I'm I'm just the host. But I've never really gone up to that, and uh, it actually went pretty well. I I took the bullet to the dome. I read my engine and I zoomed down Hilarity Highway. It felt like an accomplishment to like uh, warm them up and kind of like get the the show going. Um, another highlight, I had dinner with my DeMarcus and Kirk cousins. Uh, we went out to Quality Meats. You ever been to Quality Meats? No, I've heard about it though. It's the sister wife of Quality Eats and Quality Italian. And it was quality, Lance. We had a, a variety of meats, but the highlight of the meal is we had this bacon dish that was made with peanut butter and jalapeno. Mmm, mmm, glory hole. It was delicious, Lance. I, I went, went nuts. And lastly, the, the regolta to my, my lasagna highlight, I unfortunately saw Wack Goldberg this weekend. I, I, the, the OG predictor of my top nine, Wack, a mole off my chin. He bought the uh, UFC McGregor fight, and I, I was interested in going to see it. So I popped on over to his apartment, made sure he didn't hit any of the elevator buttons, and uh, watched Conor McGregor break his ankle in 35 seconds, and that was it. But it was a highlight. It was it was uh it was bad to see whack. That's I I don't know where to go. What was your second one again? Quality meats. Quality meats. So with quality meats, my only concern with quality meats is that is it quantity? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good point. And, and, and actually, the sides is not a lot of quantity. They they have the, the sides are good, but it's, it's a small portion. But the quality, the quality of the meat was is very nice. I know, but you know, you need, need at least a little bit. Yeah, it's quantity. always balance. That's interesting. I've never. So, are you a UFC guy? I think I've gotten it into it more this during the pandemic. I've never, I always thought it was like pretty barbaric, but I kind of like the storylines. I kind of like, I don't like the, the female fights. Those kind of uh, weird me out, but I, I do enjoy it. I enjoy uh, kind of the skill and kind of the, the gladiator style of it. It's pretty it sounds wild. Sounds like you're an equal opportunity viewer. I am. I am. I, I didn't, um, I've never watched any of it, but I was actually talking about it with Kate because she was like, I don't know, it came up somehow. And I was like, I, I, I think if you didn't have to pay for it, I would watch it. Yeah. I think it's interesting. And I think it's like actually a positive expression of aggression. And it, there isn't much of that in society. And overall, it's a good thing. But I don't really know much about it. There's, they do it, the undercards, they're on like ESPN. And then like the main card, they call it, you have to pay for all gotta show your cards eric Seidel. that was my highlights my highlight i actually texted you while i was here i went to the ever ready diner in hyde park new york carlos hyde franklin delano roosevelt hyde park culinary institute hyde park two hours north of the city good place this diner was possibly the best diner i've ever been to holy macaroni Gigantic parking lot, totally full. Wow. We get there, we're like, there's definitely going to be no seats. There are seats to spare, but the diner's packed. You got to love a packed diner with seats to spare. Is there a wait? There was a big group waiting in front of us, and we were confused. We were like, do we seat ourselves? Do we please wait to be seated? And then this group took a while, and then we got up there, and they were like, why aren't you sitting down? I love that. That's a sign of a great diner. 
Oh my God. And then they had this like gigantic, like, I don't even know, like sculpture of like a burger or something. Oh my God. That's a dream. Amazing menu. Did you go there on purpose or you found them randomly? uh, Kind of randomly. Well, we we drove by and we're like, we have to, this is where we're going to eat lunch. Sure. And it, it, I got a, a, well, I texted you, number one, the first page, egg dishes. Wait a number second. One. It, was, it was under egg dishes. You sent me a picture of the corned beef hash on the menu, but was it specifically an egg dish? It was dish? specifically under egg dishes. It says Ed's favorites. And they're all eggs. It's the egg section of the menu. Anyway, in the egg section of the menu, which is the first page of the diner, number one is eggs fry two two farm fresh eggs cook any way you like them with with ham bacon or sausage links with turkey bacon with virginia ham or canadian bacon second thing corny hash delicious corned beef hash topped with two farm fresh eggs cooked any way you like them great with hollandaise sauce for an extra 99 cents below this is an omelet below that is egg benedict the big cheese therefore Gordon, I, I texted Phil oh, this. No. Phil just said his French toast is an egg dish, and I didn't want to tell him <laughs> that it's not. <laughs> French toast is in the French toast section of the diner. It's not in the egg section, but teach their own. Anyway, I didn't get the corned beef hash. It was the afternoon, and it wasn't feeling a corned beef hash, which obviously comes with eggs, breakfast dish. But I was sort of feeling a little breakfast, so I got a Monte Cristo, Ooh. which... I, it was one of my, when we did top nine diner orders, it was, it's on my list. This one was the best I've ever had by far. Wow. Monty Williams. Open face, which you don't always get. And it's clearly the superior way to go. Wow. And fork and knife, fork and knife. You needed fork and knife to top it all off. Came with sweet potato fries. Ooh. Naturally came with sweet potato fries. Wow. That's nice. This is a, I might drive out to score this diner. Apparently, it was in uh, Guy Fieri's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. We, did, we found out that as wow. well. Wow. Wow. That's all the time. What did Kate get? She loved... Oh, she, she got a... Oh, she, oh she, her order was even better than mine. She got chicken salad on a roll Okay. with a side of fries. And I had a bite of the chicken salad. Came with some lettuce. The roll was outrageous. The chicken salad was was amazing. I hope, I hope she enjoyed it. I hope, I hope she enjoyed. It. You're really hostile there. <laughs> sounds like you don't respect. Sounds like you don't respect UFC women fighting, or it sounds like you don't respect. <laughs> I just said I hope she enjoyed it. Oh, uh, you I, you could feel that energy shift the second I said chicken salad. Subscribe to the Patreon if you want there to see a, my visuals. The, I, the, the levity of the pod just got sucked out of the air. Levity Live, Palisades Park. I, I, I support your wife. She's the, the, the wife of the pod. She's the love of my wife. I, I support the wife, the wife of the potty. <laughs> that sounds like a delectable meal. And, and it's nothing better when you run into a diner that you weren't planning on going and it blows your socks off. Jackson, that that's great. And good, good service. Good service. It was also a great combination of grizzled diner veterans and high schoolers. Love that. That's the, that, that is the, 
pinnacle of a great diner. Yes, you get high schoolers and they're sort of uncertain, and then you get the grizzled veterans, and they're like, hey, kid, this is how life works. Yeah, and the grizzles are kind of like looking down at the high school, sh- the shenanigans. They love the chaos. love the c- combination of energies. A lot of space. Nice. A lot of booths. We got a window booth. It was raining. Ooh. A rainy booth diner experience? Jesus Christ. Top notch. A lot of stuff on the menu. Good for kids, too. Diner is a great place to get a kid. You can really, I think it, the diner outside of Chuck E. Cheese and Dave and & Buster's, I don't even know about Dave & Buster's, but a diner, you can really go nuts with a kid. It's where a kid could be a kid. There's, I mean, there's just a lot of items at a diner, really a lot of items in general that remind me of my childhood when I think of kid foods, Lance. Are you going somewhere with this? It feels like you might be. I might be going to the, the kid's playground later and taking out my top nine list. I was going to stop. I mean, that was might have gone a little uh, south there, but I, I'm taking out my pod, Apple podcast, and going to show some kids my Braze Bits episode 84 and say, what do you think of my top nine kids' foods? <laughs> We're doing top nine kids' foods this week. Jesse's getting to that line, but you got to love it. It's Braze Bits. <laughs> He's all red. He's blushing. I'm not red. I'm red because it's hot. I turned off my AC. It's hot in here. But if you can't handle the heat, getting in the pot kitchen, doing top nine kids' foods, what a throwback. It's a throwback. And where we decided to do it. Let's do it, Lance. You want to go first? Sure. My number nine, it's an homage to Phil Jackson in a way. It's an egg dish. It's French toast sticks. Wow. 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 That is a great call. Anything that comes in stick form, anything that is frozen and you could heat up and it tastes like something, but it's somehow worse for you. You get that fake syrup, you get the French toast sticks in stick form again. It's pretty unbeatable as a kid. And as an adult, if you're eating it, you got issues. Yeah, I haven't had a French toast stick since the 60s, but nothing better than it. I mean, what? I, I, who invented the French toast stick? And why is it, like, why not just have French toast? But once you have a stick, call me Rick. <laughs> I think it's because the stick is, I think it's a margins thing. True. And you don't have to cut it up. You don't have to cut up a whole French toast it's, for the kids. It's easy for the kids to consume. It also just sounds more fun. A lot of kids' foods, it's a combination of simplicity and somehow creating the idea of fun. Love that. Sticks sound for some reason like they're they're like, oh, the actual French toast is for stuffy adults. You're a boring adult if you have actual French toast, but sticks. Can't beat that. My my number seven was just French toast. But if I and now I wish I had sticks. You can't be beat a stick. But I, I think I when I was a kid, I if it was homemade, I would definitely have regular French toast. I think just stick with your number seven. All right. All right. My number eight is alphabet soup. Wow. Wow. This is, this is insane. You're, you're like giving me all the body shots. You're like, you're pounding me. I'm breaking your ankle in the 32nd. Wow. Proper number 12. <laughs> Poirier. Perrier. Alphabet soup. It's a bunch of letters. You could spell stuff within the soup, but you really can't. But there's the idea that you might be able to. If you have alphabets, the alphabet soup, as an adult, I've never heard of it. I don't think it's possible. No. You might be a little special it's, if you have it still. 
it's really just broth, David Lee broth, and the, I guess, noodle type alphabets. And it's kids' food. Education with food. We would have it. Sometimes my mom would make it on like snow days. Mm. Remember those pre-2020 things when it snowed, you didn't have to log on to Zoom. Edward Snowden. Yeah, yeah, after after a nice snow day, going out, rubbing around in the snow, come inside, and that's my alphabet soup. Oh, yeah. Spell it out. My number seven, it's for a tot. It's tater tots. Jesse's muttering under his breath about something. I have it I have it as well. I don't know what it is about tater tots. I think it's really the name. It sounds, there's a phoneticism of the tater tots. I mean, tots is for kids, so there's a your tot. Tater tot, it sounds, it sounds way better than it tastes, honestly. I think if you took two kids, or it took a kid and gave them fries, french fries and tater tots, and you told them that the french fries were actually called tater tots, they would like the french fries better. Definitely. Because they're a weird food where you have a bunch, but you can really mash them together, almost like mashed potatoes. Don't want to do that. It's more of like a hash brown. Yeah. That'd be a good experiment. See, uh, tater tots, the name definitely goes smoother. But if, it, if they're a crispy tot, I don't like a mushy tot, but if they got some crisp to them, tots for kids. Well, the problem is if they're too crispy, then there's not much potato. There's not much tater. True. And if they're, they're mushy, then they're mushy. And I just think that when you have a helping of, of tater tots, you're going to kind of get sick of them by the end. They have a little bit of that cotton candy syndrome. Wow. You're really firing, firing everything out. It does remind me, though, I never got sick of this guy on SNL, Bill Tater Tots. He's, he's I get it. Great. My number nine, Lance, is based off the podcast, Cereal. Specifically, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Lance. My favorite cereal, used to have it all the time. We talk cereals. I'm not a big cereal guy now. I haven't had cereal in a long time, but it was definitely my go-to, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You could have it poured in the milk, have it while it's still crispy, let it get soggy. After the fact, you get that cinnamon milk. You feel like you're having a sweet treat. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's like French toast, but in the cereal form. There actually is French Toast Crunch. Is it? There is a Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but there's also a French Toast Crunch. Oh, okay. Never so French toast crunch is more like French toast. Cinnamon toast crunch too. Not as much as French toast crunch. CTC. I'm actually, I'll, I'll look at the CTC, what they report on it. The cinnamon toast crunch reporting. Got it. I think I, I'll, I'll say this. Listen up. I'm focusing. Look. Eyes over here. <clears throat> eyes up here. Cinnamon toast crunch is a hack favorite cereal. This is bad. This is this is you're trying to provoke me, and I'm not going to fall for the bait. It's, it's not good. Hacking. It's good, but it's just the obvious choice, and it's fine. I could have gone Fruit Loops. I could have gone Cocoa Puffs. I could have gone. But that's wheat. what everyone thinks. They say I could have went Fruit Loops and I could have went Frosted Flakes, but I'm going Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's unique. It's not unique. I'm not trying to be unique. I'm just telling you the facts. It's not hack. It's fact. It's it's it's, it's, it's Lucky Charms is better. Oh, Lucky Charm stinks. You got to pull out all the marshmallows. Why are you pulling out the marshmallows? Because they're too sweet. They got cotton candy-like. You can't have that. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, it's go-to. You can, it, it's got a variation of textures. It's got, at first, the crunch, and then it's got the soggy, and then it's got the milk. It's the taste Hard. you can see. Exactly. 
which if you can see the taste, then maybe, maybe hide it a little. Hide and go see. Great kids game. My number eight, Lance, scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggies, as my little cousins call them. Little eggies. They, lo- they go nuts. They go eggs for scrambled eggs. I love scrambled eggs. Easy to make. Easy to whip up. You know how I like them, Lance. Give them, give them to me crispy, a little well done, a little bit of color on them. But if they're going to be a little runny, they, it's, it's easy. Egg, kids love eggs. They're, they're simple. But once you start growing up, I still like them as well. But give me some catsup. Maybe throw some onions and peppers in there. Maybe throw some cheese. The big cheese. Lance, number eight, scrambled eggs. What about corned beef hash? Never had it. I guess it's fine. I don't, I don't know if I like scrambled eggs. I must have. I think I must have eaten them. I don't really specifically remember. My little cousins have it every day. Every time I'm with them, they're, they're just crushed. I think scrambled. they're good if they're cooked properly. I mean, if they're like overcooked and dry, it sounds disgusting. But The texture, it's, it's got a nice bite to it. It's like a tater tot. It's crispy. I got, I got it. Got it. All right. It's like the egg on an outside of the French toast. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's delicious. That's a great way to describe it. It's got a little caramelization on it. Yeah, perfect. Jesse Egner, scramble me up. My number seven, speaking of French toast. That egg's the question. Egg me Are up. Are you going to? I'm, I'm going to answer it. Alan Iverson, with my number seven, it's French toast. I wish I had French toast sticks. It's a great, it's a great way to narrow down the, to a kid's dish. It really is a French toast stick. But, all, but French toast, it's, it's good for all ages. But I, I had when I was a kid, I think it was the first thing I learned to cook. It's French toast, easy to make, but you feel like you're really, you could see the development of putting the bread into the egg and then you put it in and it develops into this whole new thing. It's delicious. It's nutritious. It's my number seven, French toast. Yeah, it's obviously a good choice. I didn't have it because I had French toast sticks, which are really different than French toast. Yeah. Different experience eating them. They're definitely worse. French toast sticks. There's no question like culinarily, but for the kids imagination, yeah, the French toast I didn't have, or I mean, I had the sticks, but I view it as just as good. The payoff is just as good for adults as it is kid. If you have good, particularly homemade French toast, I do think as a kid, like it was definitely my number one of the like special breakfasts, you might say. Definitely. You would sometimes make pancakes, waffles. We like did once or twice, but they were kind of really voted down. No one liked them. Yeah. So I I always thought like pancakes were nothing compared to French toast. And I still kind of do. I'm a hundred percent on the same page. I'm never a big pancake guy. Waffles, unless they're at a free buffet and you make the walk with the waffle maker. French toast is far and away better. My number six is Gogurt. Jeez Louise. Wow. I feel like you did, re- you did research. You feel like you, you, you interviewed a couple of kids. You went to your local park and you, I, I, this, is, this is one of your best lists of all time. You're still a kid. I, I just did the, you, the top nine was decided and then I, I added my foods. <laughs> Process is the same. Phil Jackson's process is the same. My process is pretty the same. I fall in love with the process. Sounds like you're just trying to belittle my success here. I'm just, I'm trying to reveal Parm what, what went into this insane list so far. We'll see how it goes. You one time said something along the lines of like mushy carrots 
or something. That's why you don't like mashed potatoes. Yeah. Because it's like kids' food because you don't have to bite it. Right. And Gogurt really is that. It takes yogurt, which sounds like a boring, gross adult food, and it makes it fun. Number one, it's in like that tube. So you get to like, they somehow made that process of eating something out of a tube not even enjoyable but like like in uh a la mode like the the cool thing to do if you were eating gogurt you were cool right because it's kind of nerdy to to have a little like cup of yogurt and using a spoon when he had gogurt it's like oh this guy's a rebel guy's like got a motorcycle you could have it on the go they were like you shouldn't have to eat at a boring table you should be skateboarding without a helmet gogurt I've had a fair amount of gogurts in my life. I definitely had a good amount. I just always remember being like disappointed by the end of it, and you're trying to squeeze out every last drop of that gurt, and you got to go. Gurt Menifee. Nice. Gogurt Menifee. Nice. My number five is Dino Chicken Nuggets. Wow. Wow. Keeps it going. Lance is on a streak. Chicken nuggets are obviously great, but what makes them truly kids is when they're dinosaurs. Why was dinosaurs decided as the go-to animal shape? You could have had like star chicken nuggets, right? That could have been possible. You could have had planet chicken nuggets. You couldn't have had that. It would just be circles. You could have had like cats and dogs. I guess that would be kind of complicated. I guess dinosaurs, who knows? But they made them dinosaurs. Kids like dinosaurs. I yeah. guess you don't even dinosaurs. I guess don't really come up as an adult. We kind of get over it. I feel like it's a big thing as your kid, and then you kind of outgrow it. They really do a really. They really play them up as a kid. Yeah, a lot of mystique. They have a lot of like kind of like Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson's the dinosaur for kids. <laughs> but then, then they kind of just go away. I think as we kind of learn, like with, uh, I don't, I don't know. That's it's a good point. You see Jurassic Park and you're like, yeah, that's kind I of never, I never saw Jurassic Park. I think we went over that. That's, that's a sad thing. But yeah, they don't come up unless you're a paleontologist. Even uh, Ross from Friends was a paleontologist, right? Yeah. I have a feeling I've never really seen Friends, but I do have a feeling dinosaurs don't ever come up. Not at all. I don't think so. I remember him being like a professor and teaching stuff about Bones, the TV show. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so it is kind of sad that they, they kind of just, they really tell you, you know, when you go to school as a kid, they're going to say, you're going to have to know this as an adult. You don't have to know anything about dinosaurs. Really, the only thing you have to know is that they're delicious in the form of chicken nuggets. Exactly. And clearly, the dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets are entirely chicken, so that's good, too. Yeah. Delicious. There's probably some dinosaur bones in those dinosaur chicken nuggets. Maybe that's why. Wouldn't be surprised as to the texture. T-Rex. Ryan. My number four is it's just a classic pasta with butter. You said buttered noodles last week. You ate some off your cousin's plate. Sure did. You just trying to enjoy a meal and you just scooped it right out of the way. Classic queen scumbag. That's you. There's not much to say. It's not as fun. It's not as sexy as my other choices, but it was my personal go-to dish. I kind of almost had the adult Wait, You're version. saying your other picks are sexy? These are kids' foods, Lance. What are you talking about? Oh, Jesus. You're trying to catch me. I see what you're doing. 
Catch you if you can, Lance. Catch a predator dinosaur, T-Rex. Get some ketchup on the dino nugs. Yeah. But I just had the adult version of pasta with butter literally right before the pot. I texted you I was going to be a little late. It was because I was finishing up a bowl of pasta. I didn't want to tell you because you would have, like, claimed it was a personal attack on you. It was just that I was hungry, and that's what I had. (laughs) I would not have claimed. This is is outlandish. By the way... I don't know if you, I'm guessing you saw that Italy played England in the Euro final and Italy won. One of the Italian players after they won said that the English uh, were weak and needed to eat more pasta. Really? Yikes. That's a dig. Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe you needed a carbo load. Butter nudes, absolutely delicious. I think it's a sexy pick. I think butter nudes, it's, it's simple. It's delicious. It's a great intro for kids to have uh, pasta. Whoa, you think it's sexy and, then, and you're talking about nudes? Send nudes. Don't send nudes to me. Send them to Lance because I'm, I'm anti-nude. I'm anti-pasta. I'm, I'm anti-pasta. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm supportive. I don't have it on my, my top nine, but I definitely had it when I was a kid. And you, you, can't, you can't deny it. You can't deny it. And even I realized... Also, this was something I was thinking about, and it kind of informed my order, my not my order, my list. When you, what is the age when you're at a restaurant when you start ordering for yourself? Like your parents mm. don't order for you anymore. Mmm, it's mm. a good pick. So it's a good question. Um, I don't know, because there's definitely like a certain age when I remember being like, "All right, you can order." Like I was kind of nudged to be like, "All right, you can order for yourself. You can tell them what you want." What you really want, Spice Girls? But yeah, I don't know. It's like got to be eleven. I think maybe a little younger. Ten. It's Four. a nerve-wracking experience. Even even when you're an adult, if you're at like a big table and they're like, "All right, what do you want, big guy?" And I'm like, "Uh, just, uh yeah, it's 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 stage." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I love I love the performance. Bring it on! I never I'm never worried, even when I don't know what I want to order. That's the time to order. I just decide right then and there. I love I, I'll never need more time. Don't ever give me oh, more time. I hate My DeMarcus cousin is the absolute worst person. He always needs more time. Even when he knows what he wants, he's asking so many questions. He's overwhelmed. It's like the most, it's like the biggest decision of his life to pick what he wants for The dinner. moment is here. The pitch is coming. You either got to swing or if you don't swing, then you're out. Yeah. You got to, you got to just... And it's also like it's it's so annoying for the waiter to like to be waiting for you to choose. And You're deciding answer. between two things. Just pick one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That was my number four. My number six, Lance. And you're not gonna like this one, but I used to like it. I haven't had it in a while, in a long time. But take me to the Big Apple Circus. Take me to a big event and get me a big old thing of cotton candy, Lance. I. I mean, it's a kid's treat. I've never seen a kid get cotton candy and not have a big smile on their face. It's, it's sugary. It's sweet. It's like a cloud that you take a huge bite and then it kind of melts in your mouth. Cotton candy, kids love it. Can't be good for you. Can't be good for your teeth. You're going to want guy a, a tooth fietti after you have a whole thing of cotton candy. But gee whiz, Lance, it's my number six. Golly, gee whiz. Barbara and Bam. I was never a cotton candy person. I had it, and I I said I just 
mentioned this, it was great for one bite or two bites. And then after that, it's like this, I always thought it was disgusting. Even as a kid, wow. the worst part is your fingies get sticky. Yeah. Then you get a walking around with bug. sticky fingies. Yeah. But then you, you get some wipes, some baby wipes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> My number five, we're talking sticks earlier with French toast sticks. I got a different kind of stick. I'm going to shove up you Lance. It's a mozzarella stick, a cheese pull for the ages. I don't know anybody who doesn't like a mozzarella stick. When I think sticks, I think of like a kid's buffet at a bar mitzvah, just a load of mozzarella sticks. You can't get enough of them. Dip them in some marinara, have them plain, eat around the edge with the breadcrumb, eat it in one bite. Mozzarella sticks, what more can you say? It's a good, it's a good call. It was actually my number 10. I had it on my initial list. And then as I came up with 10 things, it, it got bumped. Wow huge so spiritually it's it's kind of there my reasoning was that again it can be enjoyed by adults you don't have it as much it's not as much of a staple but i have it i actually had it with eric seidel when he came before we went to the show played a stick we ordered ordered some wings and some sticks that's a good order good order where at wing bar that east village no, it's in like Carroll Gardens area by me. Oh. We watched some yes, soccer, sir. wing yes, bar. There was this, there was this annoying group next to us. They're really annoying. But then there was some other guy, British guy who was there by himself and they started bothering him and I felt bad, but we were just sitting there enjoying the wings, which were great. And the mozzarella sticks, which were great. The yes. only, and I also didn't include it because for kids, everyone's had this moment where you kind of choke on the cheese from the mozzarella stick. And I said, it's a kid's food, but it could be a little bit hazardous. Sure. You had to risk it for the stick. You guys are sitting there eating wings and sticks and just plotting, just plotting, plotting away. What are you, how are you going to, a few hours later, we, we went to the comedy shop and Seidel saw your set. He didn't see mine. Then he saw hit and run. Then he saw hit and run and he was a hero. And then we walked home. Did I tell you that? You sure did. Yeah. You sure did. Spoiler alert. You just spoiled last episode. You spoiled it first. Spoil, spoil me. Nick. Spoil me, sweet feet. <laughs> I'll spoil you with my number four, Lance. I'm going to do a quick audible. I, I did have tater tots, but I'm going to throw in a different one that I, I'm going to have over it that I loved as a kid and I love it now. It's peanut butter and jelly. Jelly, Lance. PB&J, what a combination. Sweet and savory. Give me some strawberry jelly. Give me some smooth, creamy peanut butter. Skippy. I don't know what kind of bread. I mean, white bread's classic. Any kind of bread with PB&J is good. Throw it on an English muffin. Throw it on a sourdough baguette. Doesn't That doesn't even exist. But peanut butter and jelly, just an all-time easy peasy. Fills you up as a little kid. Crustable, holy mackerel! Give me a crustable anytime. Uh, I forgot crustable. Yeah, I I'm pro crustable. That's I, a good, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I I never really got it though. Like why kids like cut off the crust? I've, I'm I'm pro crust. I think the crust adds another kind of bite to it. Obviously, the middle is the best part. It's soft and and nice, but a crust. Why I not? think that it represents loss of innocence and adulthood because it's crusty. True true a little bit of age to it a little bit of you know it's the end because i've seen where this is going yeah you're gonna 
have car payments. Trusty Wallace. That was my number of quattro. I, it's fine. I think now it's not a kid's food because peanut butter is banned. So it's, it's a 20th century kid's food, number one. Number two, I had it a few hours ago. What a day for you. PB&J and butter nudes. PB&J, adult butter nudes. Then I also had, uh, I, last night, I made a great dinner last night, lemon sole mm. with this like rice that I had. It was like mint and some garlic chives in it mm. and zucchini. So I had the leftovers of that in the morning. And then I had, <laughs> Jesse's face was exciting. And then I had PB&J and, and adult pasta. You had soul for breakfast? It was like 11 a.m., 10.30. Cold. Cold. Oof. That just gave me, that just gave me some put some, hot, put some Put some hot sauce on it. It was delicious. Oh. Yowza. Yeah. I don't even know where I am anymore. I just like, it was like a splash of cyanide in my mouth. You lost your soul. Cycle. Jeez Louise. My number three. Yes. Yes, sir. My number three is the fruit roll up. All right. I'll give it to you. You can't have it as an adult. No adult. It's illegal. Actually. I think you get arrested if you have a fruit roll up over the age of 16. And I just, when people had fruit roll-ups at school, they were like the king. It was currency. It was, you know, everyone wanted to be the person with the fruit roll-up. And if you gave, you gave someone some, I mean, that was out of this world. It was kind of like the, the, the elementary school classroom equivalent of what? Like a nice house or a good job, whatever, whatever the currency is in your situation. Yeah. You I don't know. It was like, if, if it was, if it was a stand-up comedian, it would be, you know, the, the kid who has fruit rolls doing all the hot shows, but also is making a good amount of money. Good, you know, popular podcast, right. popular podcast. It is true. I mean, and, and also though, I remember it is a little pressure though, having that high status and you whip out that fruit roll up. Are you going to break off pieces to all your boys, to all your girls? It doesn't matter. Because there's no expectation, I think. It's like, well, this is, it's kind of like, I mean, you can, if you share it, you're a king. But if you don't share it, then obviously, why would you share a fruit roll-up? It is good. I haven't had a roll-up since 92. But, yeah, delicious. There's an adult, there's adult fruit roll-ups now. There's not. I got a kosher deli that had these these fruit roll-ups. Doesn't exist. My number two is Kraft Mac and Cheese. Right. You don't seem jazzed. Utah. Mac and Cheese, obviously a great kid's food. Kraft, kind of talking about uh, les produits chimiques, just a bunch of chemicals in a box. I was never, I think it's number two for me. I was, we were not allowed to have Kraft Mac and Cheese in our house because my mom said it was too many chemicals. And she made great mac and cheese. I mean, in hindsight, obviously, there's there was no need to have that. But I just thought the cheesiness, the taste was specific. The specific like craft macaroni and cheese noodles you can't find those anywhere else. It was just a one of one of a kind food, and still really is. I would still enjoy it. 
I, I debated not including this as number two because I did have this frequently in college. I had Easy Mac pretty frequently, my like freshman year especially. One time I almost, it was like two in the morning and I heated up in co- the college dorm. I heated up Easy Mac, but I forgot to put the water. And I realized and came really close to having this gigantic dorm, uh, you know, have to do like a fire thing at two in the morning. I put a bag around the smoke detector. It was a whole operation. Jeez Louise. So I thought about it. I was like, is this really kid's food? But I realized as I was having it as a college person, my enjoyment was not close to as high as it was as a kid. Burnt nudes. You ever seen the MTV uh, True Life? I can. I only eat mac and cheese. It's like a 25-year-old guy and every single meal only eats mac and cheese and they, like, they put him into rehab for it. Yeah, that's a problem. It's tough. It's tough to see. But he, he was passionate about it. Loads and loads of mac and cheese and had to be craft. He was, he was committed to his craft. Sure was. Put him on a raft and sail him out to sea. No, that's, that's a strong arc from him. Sure First is. he loved mac and cheese, then he had to go to rehab. Yeah, Amy Winehouse. I was talking with Zachary Snackery in The Sopranos. There's an episode with Christopher, and he's doing you know, the screenwriting, and he goes, what's my arc? Every, all these stories have an arc. What's my arc? And then Paulie says, well, you like sucks, and you that's it. That's basically what he says. I forget <laughs> what he says. Holy walnuts. <laughs> he's like, a lot of bad things happen, and that's it. <laughs> and then you're done. Then you get whacked. Yeah. My number one, I don't think you're going to get a strong reaction, but I don't think anything touches it. It's pizza. Sure. What other kids' food can you have a party? Sure. You're not having a dino nugget party. I mean, you should. You're not having a French toastic party. You're having a Mario party, maybe. Mario party too, but you're really having a pizza party. All different types of pizza. Pizza... As great as it is as an adult, I think the joy and wonder of it is greater as a child. Definitely. Having a pizza pie, it somehow has cornered the market of being the funnest food out there. And I don't really know how, to be honest, but it has. It's got to be that party element. It's, it's 100%. Go to a, a kid's birthday and there's, the, there's those stacks of pies. I miss that. You miss you miss sharing a, a couple pizza pies with, with a bunch of people, having those stacks of pies, lifting up the lid, seeing like what's under there. It's magical. And there's a lot of. Do, have you noticed in the corporate office world or adult world, there's a lot of these companies that try to recreate that. It's like Pizza Fridays. Yeah, Happy Hour Friday. You get a bunch of pizza, which is nice. It does give you a bit of nostalgia, but it's not the same. It feels it's a little not, forced. It does feel a little bit forced. But it is nice if you go to an adult gathering and, and they, they get a couple pizzas for the party. It's nice. One place I worked, we had two boots almost every Friday. And that was cool. Two boots is this uh, Louisiana like Cajun pizza. So it's like all these different interesting combinations. And that was cool because they have – I mean, you could get the normal cheese, which is good. But they had all these different wild combinations. So they'd order a bunch, like, you know, like four of them or so. Yeah. And there'd be some really interesting ones every week. So you really got to go under the hood and give it an oil change. You love that. <laughs> you love that. Yeah. But pizza, one thing too, that pizza really has going for it. And now thinking about the French toast sticks, 
you don't have to eat it with a fork and knife. I think that's a huge thing for a kid. Forks and knives seem adult and formal and boring. And eating with your hands is like, yeah, we're a kid. Exactly. 100%. Get down and messy. That's, that's, I know. Get the foreplay out of there. Score a goal. Win the Euros. He won the Copa America. Americana. Why isn't it just the world play each other? Why has it got to be the Americana? The the Euro- yeah, but... They right. do that once every four years, and they do like the regional ones once. They, it, it all, it all. They figured, they thought about it. Don't all worry. Right. All right. My number three, Lance. It's got cheese in it, and when you're an adult, it goes perfect with tomato soup. It's grilled cheese. Grilled cheese as a kid, it's just easy peasy lemon squeezy. It's a sandwich. Use your hands for it. Give me some white bread. Give me some American cheese. Simple, but you can jazz it up. You can throw in some different Monterey's in there. You could throw in a bacon in there, throw in a tomato. I like it when it's cooked. Grilled cheese, it's always good. Get it at a diner, diner grilled cheese. Get it at home. Get it for breakfast. Get it for dinner. Grill me up, Lance, and throw some cheese in the middle. <laughs> hey, that was my number 11. <laughs> I thought about it, but then it's just gotten too gentrified by adults. That's fair. So when I think of grilled cheese, I almost don't even think of the kids' grilled cheese. I think of these four cheese, bacon, tomato soup forcing itself on the grilled cheese, you know, pretending Whoa, to forcing get itself. on the show. Well, me too on tomato soup. It's like, it's trying to, yeah, I mean, it's aggressive. It's got to stop. But, but Leave grilled cheese alone. Grilled cheese still has its innocence it still has its at its bare bones it's a kid's food i think grilled cheese is the kid who starts like smoking cigarettes like it used to hang out with like the set did you ever watch freaks and geeks yeah remember oh uh lindsay that was the mate that was linda cardinelli's character she had her friend like millie i wanted to say and mm-hmm. they were like good friends for they were friends, but she was kind of nerdy. Mm-hmm. And then Lindsay needed to start hanging out with the cool kids. Right. And Millie was like, what happened? Why are you hanging out with these are old, scary people? What are you doing? That's kind of grilled cheese is Lindsay in, in this metaphor. Grilled I cheese can... tried to, it, it didn't want to be a kid's food. It, it, it just started smoking cigarettes with James Franco. But I think grilled cheese, it's, it's just got elements to it. It's like there is the adult version of it, but at like I, I again when my with my little cousins, they got butter noodles and the other one got grilled cheese, and it was just the same old grilled cheese that it was when we were kids. It's still out there. We just don't see it. I mean, if they served that on a adult like sports bar menu, you'd be like, I'm getting ripped off. So it's it's all about the margins. They're trying to make more bang for the buck. They're trying to ooh, this has got three cheese blend, and then they charge you ten more bucks for it. I know a place where you could get a grilled cheese for $16. Yeah. I think we all do. And it's scrumptious. For the side I, of bits. I've never had it. I mean, I'm not going to pay $16 for a grilled cheese personally. So. I've never had it either. I wonder if Seidel would try it. If he did, if, if Seidel, if you try it out, let me know. Seidel's not, Seidel's smart with his money. I don't think he's going to make a move like that. I mean, he's already living rent free in your head, so. He does have some extra cash. That is good bank for your buck. But once this moratorium gets, I'm going to evict him out of my head as soon as possible. My number two, Lance, 
You add dino nugs, I'm going straight up chicken fingers. Give me a fingy. I'm a finger over a nugget guy any day of the week. Even when I was a little kid, I kind of realized that the nuggets, I get it for the infants. But once you, once you, you grow up a little bit to like three or four, give me a finger. I want a couple. I want to dip in some sauce. I want a, a couple of bites. You have a nugget, you pop in your mouth, you're like, all right, where's the next one? A finger, slower process, more crispy, more meat, more white meat, more possibilities. Fingers are for kids. Number two. Yeah, it's a good one. I had, I didn't have it. I, to me, it's more of a, was it tween? It's like a tween food. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like hits its peak from like age, like nine to 12. So it's for kids, but I feel like six-year-olds aren't going to as much be like, I want chicken fingers. It's a little too intimidating. Maybe. I think fingers come back around also. When you come a certain age, there's like, now it's like, when you're 30 years old, 31, it's like, I'm, I'm having fingers. If it's out there, go to a buffet. I'm not, I'm not saying no to a finger. I'm not saying no, but if it presents itself, but I'm not going to seek it out. I'm not going to order a platter of fingers to the face, but if it's out there, it's also, this is a, a side tangent, but there's at, at like clubs now or like at places where like you go out and you have to order food for the table, they'll give you a platter of fingers. It's nice. I haven't gone to a club, but it's, I was going to say you're going, you're going clubbing. I'm going to a bachelor party in August and I was looking at this place we're going to, and they're like, you have to get food and they're to give you this huge tray. You're already looking. I'm all, I'm looking. Wow. I'm a, I'm a looker. I guess a bachelor party is good because you don't want to be put in a situation where you got to like, like spend like way more money than you wanted to, or, you know, you don't want to be getting, you got to be paying rent in my head yeah that's that's far but i respect it i guess august is like in two weeks yeah i thought august was in a long you know i think it's isn't it still march 2020 sure 420 not 320 320 <laughs> why isn't america playing in the euros did you someone was that you who, who asked me that someone asked me that Could, couldn't have been me my number one lands top nine kids foods it's the hamburger. God, how do you not have a hamburger on your list? You pretty much are stealing from the bank. It's a hamburglar. You grow up and then you throw some cheese on there, but straight up a hamburger, specifically from a Happy Meal from McDonald's. I'm a happy man. Give me a give me a a little toy. Give me a little side of fries, but give me the hamburger. I think that was my. I only ate hamburgers for probably the first decade of my life, and if I could, I would still be doing it. It's delicious. It's meaty. It's a treat. It's the hamburger. You're not saying a cheeseburger, just ham. I'm going hamburger. Because I feel like when you're a kid, you start out as a hamburger. And Isn't then, it interesting that it's hamburger, but it's ground beef? Makes no sense. No. I'm, you're you're hamming it up. Yeah, there's a teacher in high school. His the last name was Hamilton, and everyone called him Ham. Hammy. Young Ham. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't a hamburger kid as a kid i was kind of intimidated by them i might have said this on the pod once one of my mom's like favorite it's not really a story but i guess i was like six or seven and we we're at some school event and i tried to order a hamburger without the burger <laughs> they just wanted bread that's that's all time that is all time can i just get a bun let me get a hamburger hold the ham 
That's great. What was the response? Did people's heads explode? I think my mom just laughed and I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think I got it. That's something you never forget. When you genuinely want something like that and, and then everyone's like laughs in your face, it's tough. It's traumatic. It's happened enough for me. I forgot. I lost count. That sounds a great story. Oh, yeah. Great top nine. If you got any kids and you got any feedback on if it's something, a blatant omission, let us, Romain, know. Yeah, Romain, let us know. I think there is, my caveat is, if my brother is listening, if you have like a baby or a toddler, you're not old enough, I feel like, to have any of these foods. So, you know, we're, we're going like, I feel like four and up. Yeah. Once you outgrow yeah. the mushy stuff and like the mashed peas. Yeah. And you start going to the kids' menus. This is that top nine. Yeah. We Phil got Jackson. Predictions. Did you get Phil Jackson's predictions this week? Holy mackerel. I did. Phil Jackson, he wrote a, he wrote a novel similar to his other novel, Port Noise Complaint. This one, this one seems like a guarantee after we ranked the legendary dishes comprised of pasta. From a chef who's proclaimed his love of scents deriving from babies and a chef who's known to steal food from a baby's plate, ranking top foods, top kids' foods seems like child's plate. Phil, I love sniffing a baby's head, but I didn't steal no food. The kid was distracted. He was playing on his iPad. I had a butter nude. Sue me, Phil. While this may seem hostile, I think that childhood wonderment and youthful energy is what underpins our feet-footed artisan's <laughs> brilliance. What? My feet, my feet is footed, Phil. Phil. Phil's regressing emotionally like a little baby boy. Give me some baby powder, Phil. Phil loves baby powder. Let me spank you, baby. He's... <laughs> He's a man of vibes and energy, and quite frankly, that's where the youngsters shine bright. Bingo. Dress me up in my Sunday's best, strap <laughs> me into a high chair, toss on Nick Jr., <laughs> and food feed me pureed carrots because I'm ready to get messy chefs. <laughs> Without any further ado, here's what Sir Sweetfeet loves about children's dishes. It sounds a little creepy, but I love it. Buttered nudes. Didn't have it, but it's a good prediction based on last week. Grilled cheese. Bang, bang. Number three. Pancakes. Yeah, I'm, over, I'm a French toast guy over pancake. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Huge. Chicken fingies. Bang. Specifically fingers, Phil. Finger me. <laughs> Pizza. Yeah, good one. Didn't have it. And bonus, mashed potatoes. Yeah, I don't like where Phil goes with these little last bonuses to try to get me riled up. I get it. I get it. Everyone's trying to get in my head. I got plenty of space for it. You got to start paying rent, Phil. I'm not going to fall for it. Try to provoke me a different way, guy. Mashed potatoes, we're not doing it. Not not, not today, Phil. Raise on. You're, <laughs> you're in timeout, Phil. I'll let you know when you'll be a good boy, okay? You're in timeout. You're going to do a couple of uh, lashings. Kate comes in with a, some great LPP. She first says, I listened to last week's ep on the way to work this morning, and while you may not agree, I thought it was one of the funniest ever. And I do agree. I think last week's episode was all time. But this week, we're grabbing our lunch boxes and hopping in the minivan to head to Friendly's. Here's some LPP's Kids Food Edition. Love it. Love hopping in a minivan. Did you have a minivan growing up? Station wagon. We had a minivan at a certain point. It was great. Was it a minivan? It was some, it was some kind of van. 
Number one, mac and cheese. Bang. Chicken nuggets, preferably dino shaped. Bang, bang, bang. The Sunday from Friendlies with the cone on top that looked like a happy face. I thought about it. That was a really good one. Okay. I don't think I ever got that. I definitely. I, I didn't do it because it was like strictly dessert, and for whatever reason, I don't consider desserts foods, but they are foods. Yeah, that one's on me. PB and J. I did not have no, no, but Gr- yeah. I had it. Grilled cheese. We, t- we went over it. I had that as well, and then pasta with butter. Bang. Great predictions. Thank you to Kate and Phil. All time. Thank you. If you'd like to apply to be a predictor, we're not accepting applications. <laughs> At this time. <laughs> or ever. Subscribe to the Patreon and you'll I get mean, to hear some disclosed information. Kate will never get fired as the predictor. That would, would be interesting. To what, what would it take for Phil to get fired? It would take a lot. It would take a real falling out. I mean, Wack Goldberg got fired, and the, which I'm, I've, I've, I'm, it's one of the best decisions I've probably made in my entire life. It's helped my mental health. It's helped my physical health. It's helped the Wack Goldberg would have, yeah, Wack Goldberg, he would have started being a no-show probably. He already was a no-show. He was yeah. doing predictions and then he would call me out on my list and I'd be like, that was on my list. He clearly was not listening. It was just, Phil Jackson is just all time. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't even, you can't teach that. I feel like Phil, before, what would happen before Phil getting fired with him replacing me on the pot and me predicting his top nines? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> but ease up on the mashed potatoes phil ease up on those bonus provokes but i do enjoy your predictions you got any quabs lance it's qabs i do buy best. one it's kind of general but i'm interested to see what you think here like general QAB, hospital i just wrote cryptocurrency i don't know if it's me i don't know if it's that i'm too risk averse but i just don't get it what is with, especially I feel like it's men more, but maybe that's just because I talk to more men, like very gung-ho about it. But to me, it just feels like a dressed up, get rich quick thing that likely won't pay off for the, pe- the types of advocacy. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like the people who are talking about cryptocurrency aren't the people who have ever been interested or knowledgeable about financial anything, but it just seems cool. I just don't understand it. Do you? I What's get the story it. of Reddit I, saying? I, <laughs> a story of Reddit is not really in the crypto scene. I get it on like a base level. I don't really get the market and how it goes up and down. I get kind of like blockchain and how it's, you know, you have a blockchain and then it's not, you know, there's no government involved. But I do agree with that there, there's a whole facet of people that, that just want to be – it's a conversation topic to talk with a guy at a bar, like, oh, what kind of crypto are you in? And, you know, how's, how long ago were you in it? It's kind of like a, I don't really know if, I, I've seen that people have made a lot of money off of it. There's like Bitcoin uh, millionaires, people made all like a, their riches off of Bitcoin. And I feel like there was a phase a few years ago when like certain like bars were starting to like have like Bitcoin machines and they were like, taking it as currency, but it's definitely QAB. I don't have any crypto. It, it seems too volatile for me and seems like a, you need some kind of password to get in into your wallet where you mine for crypto. And if you don't have this like 40 letter password, you can't even get into it. I don't know. It seems overall pretty douchey. Yeah. Yeah. I, it does seem douchey. 
Yeah. But I just, I don't, what I don't understand about it, like I understand that conceptually, like you don't, yeah, blockchain seems like a, it's like a, everything's tracked and whatever and, yeah. and all that and money's fake anyway. So this isn't necessarily that different than money. But I think there's like this whole idea of like, you could just invest in, it's like people's job. Like they just invest right. in crypto. Right, right. I mean, and I guess the GameStop stuff is, there's a similar vein there. I was just thinking that, which is interesting. Is that kind of, I'm pretty sure it kind of worked. I'm pretty sure GameStop and AMC, like their stock is still doing well because of like the democratization of people, like the internet and people all getting together and kind of being like, we're, we're going to screw the one percent in the man and drive up this price. But I don't yeah, but a lot of do that with crypto. Well, yeah, but I just like those, those things is like it's. I mean, it's it's pure gambling, really, in a lot yeah. of senses. And like, just the types of people who are talking about it don't seem like qualified financial people. Like, you obviously you can get lucky, or you can like kind of learn this stuff in some sort of way where you're coming out on top, but it just doesn't seem like a, uh, I I just don't understand it. Like if you want to actually make money, then why wouldn't you think of like smart long-term investments? They just seem like it's just like the next get rich quick thing dressed up as people who are smart. I I, I don't, I don't get it. People say the same thing about the stock market. People think that it's gambling and that, well, it is, but I mean, like, like, like day trading, that type of thing. Yeah. But if you're just long-term investing right. in the stock market over time, things go up. Like if you, you know, people doing, are doing with crypto, people are, some people are just putting money in and then not touching it for 20 years. But yeah, also which, people, which is, yeah, which is basically this, I mean, yeah. as far as I know the stock, but yeah, there's people who are like, it just seems like it's like, oh, well, I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars overnight. It's like, what are you, what are you talking? What are you doing? Yeah. I don't know. I don't get how that works. I have no idea. Why don't you just like not do that? I have a, a couple of college friends who used to do that. They all there's looking for the, the the next hustle, the next thing to kind of. It's like it's like a hustle, but it's like out of nothing. I don't know. I guess I mean everything is made up, and all these companies that are like where no, nothing's real. Nothing's real at all. I'll what tell you what's sense? real. My my QAB. Is pretty real. I don't know if you if you've heard of any rumblings about this, but a couple people in my life, I'll I'll call them out specifically. My Demarcus cousin and my sister, and other people, are trying to get me to start using baby wipes. Start to use these wet wipes on my bunghole. There's a whole facet. Every time I go over to my cousin's apartment, he's like, and I'm mean, I'm not pooping at his apartment that often. Rarely, I'm usually pooping my own quarters. Nichols, but he's like, "Hey, did you try out the baby wipes?" I'm like, "Not, not, not really." No, I didn't. And he's like, "Oh, it's it's gonna it'll change your life, you know. You'll never be able to go back to toilet paper. You start wiping your butt with this wet wipe." And I, 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 I have now some baby wipes in my apartment. I tried using them, and it's gross. I feel like a baby. I feel like I feel like I, someone should. Give me a mozzarella stick. It, it's, I don't understand. It's like, it doesn't feel cleaner. I feel like I'm also going to clog up my, apparently the ones that are being made now are like uh, flushable baby wipes. 
But there, I've, there's all these people being like, and then once you get, once you start using baby wipes every time you poop, th- does that mean that you, you have to then always be stocked up baby wipes? And it, and then like, when you go on the road, if you go to visit somebody or if you're going on vacation, does that mean you have to bring baby wipes with you? You can't go back to regular toilet paper? It seems infantile. It seems like you're being a big baby. Grow up and have some toilet paper. I don't, I understand it's like a, the, the whole, you know, it's cleaner and, you know, you're not, it's easier on your skin, but we're not babies anymore. Wipe me. I'll wipe you. Change me. I'll wipe this episode clean. Please. If I recorded it, you recorded it. So I can't wipe it clean. No one in my life has like encouraged me to do this, but I'm curious about it, but I don't want to be the one, I don't want to be the first adopter in my network because I want someone I trust and know to tell me that this is clearly the better way. I'm intrigued by it. I think it's environmentally probably better, right? Cause you're using less. I imagine. I guess. And I think it makes sense. Like Nick Alex actually has a bit about this and it's like something he's like, he says using toilet paper is like trying to get rid of mud with a Brillo pad. <laughs> And like logically, it doesn't really totally make sense why we use toilet paper, but we do. So I don't question it and it works well enough. I mean, it, it's always, you know, it's, it, it works, but I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm not, I'm not as much against it, but it is like a, it, emotionally, I can see why your reaction is so swift and severe because it's an emotional thing. Yeah, relationship definitely. with pooping is sacred. So if you're going to change such a necessary and important part of the ritual, there's going to be some reaction. So I want someone to, to lead the way for me. I'm not interested. You want someone to wipe you. You want someone to bend you over and, and pull a wet wipe and dry you up. You can put words into my mouth, but sure. I'm going to put a wet wipe up your butt. <laughs> it sounds like you are. I'll lead the way, Lance. And I'm going to tell you, I've tried it and it's just, well, I don't trust you after this tirade. I mean, I can't trust you on things like this because, like, you don't like pasta. Unfortunately, I can't trust you on this. Well, you're gonna have to trust me when I bend you over, Lance, and I'll make it. I'll make you realize that it's not good. And also, but if, I think a part of me is like, it's fine, and I'm not allowing myself to really enjoy it because if I not enjoy it, but or to just find it useful, because then if I like it. It's, it changes everything about me. Changes yeah, my. You're afraid. I'm a wet wipe man, and then it's like I'm going out. I'm going home, and I'm. I gotta start packing wet wipes. Like I have a. Like what? I can't. I well, can't you seem it. afraid that like once you go to wet wet wipes, you could never go back to toilet paper in any situation. And I don't. I don't think that's true. Why can't you primarily have wet wipes, or even secondarily have wet wipes, and then also use toilet paper? You're never gonna live in a all wet wipe world www it's true it seems like though once you go wet wipe it's like then you go back to toilet paper and it's it's you're using a brillo pad and then it's i'd rather I you know i mean so you're saying it's like comfort creep yeah it's like once you get like a nice enough apartment you can't go back to the exactly. not nice and you don't know if you could mentally do that in terms of your lifestyle i didn't even know that that new better lifestyle even existed so why are people trying to make me do that i'm fine with with, with the, the status quo I'm fine with it. Nice I think TV. that's a, I think that's a good argument. The only thing I think is that it, I think it's better for the environment and it's going to 
it might be a more practical way. I'd rather just use a bidet. Give me, give me a bidet. Give me some, some water in my bunk. Bidet of pigs invasion. Oh, bidet. Hey, this is a great episode. Should we bring in the closer? Let's do it. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Yeah, anything to plug other than your bidet? Just the Patreon. Subscribe to the Patreon. Send us a question. Send us anything. Send us a remark, Norman. Send us... Something, some, somebody, you know, what, I'm going to ask, someone to have my back. So one of these Razorbacks, come, come in and pull, pull from me. Rent some space in Lance's head. Someone, where are the Team Jesse out there, you know? Who's coming to the Lantern, the Bronx Tribute Yacht Club, creeping on Lance without him knowing? Where are those Razorbacks at? I don't have any enemies. But <laughs> also, I will say this. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, weigh in on. I don't know why we didn't say this before. Weigh in on if your team toilet paper, if your team wet wipe. Sure. Romaine, let us know why it's way better. Sure, I would love that. That's all I got. That's all I got too. Beautiful. Thanks for listening. Peace.